This podcast is brought to you by Intel vPro. A special election in Ohio, a strike in Los Angeles, and the one company that we all thought would be remote forever is going back to the office. I'm Jeff Pierre, and this is The 7 from The Washington Post. It's Tuesday, August 8th. Let's get you caught up with today's seven stories. Number one, there's a special election in Ohio today with one item on the ballot. Voters will decide on issue one. That's a ballot measure that would make it harder to amend the state's constitution through future ballot initiatives. For more than a century, voters in Ohio have been able to amend the state's constitution with a simple majority. The new measure would change that threshold to 60%. This could have big implications for the fate of abortion rights in the state. In November, voters will decide on a constitutional amendment to guarantee abortion rights. If issue one passes, it would be a lot harder to pass that abortion measure this fall. Number two. Ukraine said it foiled a plot to kill President Volodymyr Zelensky. Officials said yesterday that a woman was arrested on suspicion of helping Russian intelligence. That allegedly included involvement in an attempt on Zelensky's life last month. The Ukrainian woman allegedly passed information to Russian forces about Zelensky's recent visit to the southern city of Mykolaiv. If found guilty, the woman could face 12 years in prison. Number three, more than 11,000 Los Angeles city employees will go on strike today. Hotel workers, Hollywood writers, and actors have already walked off their jobs this summer in L.A. Now sanitation and airport workers will join them in a bid to shut down the city. Municipal operations may come to a halt for 24 hours. Union leaders representing the strike say their workers have reached a breaking point, dealing with issues like unfilled vacancies. They'll meet with city administrators next week to continue contract negotiations. Number four, China hacked Japan's defense networks in a major cybersecurity breach. The Post reported yesterday that cyber spies from China gained access to Japan's most sensitive computer systems in 2020. Since the hack, Japan has taken steps to strengthen its networks, but gaps remain, and that could be a problem for the U.S. Japan is one of its key strategic allies, but ongoing cybersecurity concerns make intelligence sharing tricky. China has the biggest state-sponsored hacking operation in the world. Its hackers have already penetrated the critical infrastructure of the U.S. and other nations. And China plans to expand its cyber capabilities even further. Number five. The Oscar-winning director William Friedkin has died. If this song terrifies you, then you have Friedkin to thank. It's from his demonic horror movie, The Exorcist which is one of the biggest films of the 1970s. He's also known for the 1971 gritty police drama, The French Connection, which he won the Academy Award for Best Director. Friedkin's representative said he had pneumonia. He died in his Los Angeles home yesterday. He was 87. Number six, a woman is suing Detroit after facial recognition mistook her as a suspect. In February, 32-year-old Portia Woodruff was getting her children ready for school when she noticed six Detroit police officers at her door. They were there to arrest her. 
She was charged with robbery and carjacking, but the police had the wrong person. Woodruff, who was eight months pregnant at the time, had been mistakenly identified as the suspect based on an eight-year-old photo. The victim of the carjacking had also mistakenly identified her. Woodruff's lawsuit alleges false arrest, false imprisonment, and a violation of her Fourth Amendment rights. It's not known exactly how many police departments use facial recognition software across the U.S., but one provider said it has over 3,100 law enforcement agencies as clients. And number seven, Zoom is making its employees return to the office. That's right, Zoom, the company that made working from home possible during the pandemic. The San Jose-based company will require its employees back in the office at least twice a week. Zoom said that a structured hybrid approach would be most effective for the company. The mandate applies to workers living within 50 miles of an office. Okay, let me get this straight. So Zoom isn't willing to do its business entirely over Zoom? You're all caught up with the news for today. Don't forget, a great way to stay on top of the news is through a subscription to The Washington Post. That unlocks access to everything you need to know, from the latest in politics to what's going on at the Women's World Cup. Just go to WashingtonPost.com slash subscribe to see what plan works best for you. I'm Jeff Pierre, and I will meet you back here tomorrow. This podcast is brought to you by Intel vPro. AI PCs built for business with Intel Core Ultra Processors and Intel vPro are optimized for hundreds of AI apps and tools to boost user productivity, all with AI-powered threat detection. Learn more at intel.com slash itheroes.